Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Reba and welcome to the Rooted Deep podcast. I'm here today with my friend Allison Hale and every day she and I get to just get together uh, once a week and talk a little bit about what God's doing in our lives uh, and it's yeah. a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, every, and I hope that you don't have to have a podcast to do this, but if, if you need to find yeah. a friend that you can just go and, um, and strengthen your sword with, with that person and just, like, just talk out some stuff that you're seeing in the Word of God or just in your life, it's such a blessing um, to be doing that. So we're thankful. Yeah. Cause you know, our, our, the whole purpose of our podcast is to help you to, you know, just to get rooted deep in your walk with God so that you're growing and, and it's something that's changing your life and not just a mechanical thing that we're just processing through. So hopefully uh, you're finding the uh, encouragement, the equipping to do that through this podcast. And today we're really, uh, we've been over the last few weeks talking about these motivational moments. So we're going to talk about another great one uh, today, but I mean, uh, Ali, what's been going on in your life there recently? before we jump into the moment, I always love to hear like what's happening with you and what's going on. And I think people do as well. So yeah, we're really excited. We're um, it's since it's now uh, mid right now, uh, it's the mid fall or later, later in the fall, we've had a lot of our staff from our, from the ministry for mercy um, that had been uh, home in the States for a little while. And, and we finally, this is, I think today was the first day we were all kind of back together at the, you know, at the workshop and serving. And um, so we're getting the, you know, the calendar ready and, and planning our outreach moments, outreach lunches for the rest of the year. And so we're kind of, I was a little bit energized today, just looking at the calendar. The calendar is full. It's going to be mm. tiring, but um, thankfully, like I said, all of our staff are back. And, um, and so we're, we're geared up to finish out the year pretty strongly. So we're, we're very thankful for that. And it is very energizing just to be um, surrounded by a lot other women who love the Lord and love the, love the women of the workshop. Oh, that's so cool. You know, I know with Dare for More, uh, this is kind of traveling, you know, uh, time for me. And uh, so just being on the road and being able to, you know, I love, um, I mean, people sometimes ask me, what do you like the most about your job? And that's a really hard thing for me to answer because mm -hmm. I love so many things about what I do. Mm -hmm. But probably one of my favorite things is being able to go and teach. And yeah. so uh, just being able, I love that aspect. So uh, I've been, you know, busy doing that, being on the road a little bit, having the chance to teach and uh, to speak at different conferences and retreats. And that's always so much fun. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and then I've also been writing. So I'm mm -hmm. working on my next writing project. And so uh, that is, as we, um, as I kind of go into this uh, holiday season, uh, we'll start to slow down with meetings and I try to do some heavy writing projects. So I'm finishing up putting the final touches on the next Bible study that's going to be coming out. So I'm excited about that. So that's kind of, you know, kind of what's got me going on in my, you know, for me personally. And then, man, things are just growing and going in Guatemala. We're so excited about uh, opening up a new safe house and some new things there. Uh, so I'm drowning in trying to figure all that mm -hmm. out too. So, well, and my pound of coffee arrived uh, just before I left. So I'm looking forward to um, maybe, maybe sharing a cup with the women at the workshop tomorrow. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, definitely. You're going to have to tell me how yeah. you like our, you know, we're, we're test roast. running this yeah. dark roast coffee in Guatemala and I'm so excited. I'm hoping this is going to be such a cool thing, opportunity for the women, yeah. just like you make the jewelry. Mm -hmm. um, our women have a chance to, to actually take coffee from bean to bag. 
And um, I'm excited about that, but we want to make sure it's good. And if there's anybody that can tell me if it's good or not, Allie is my, my um, coffee snob. So she can tell me for sure if it's good or not. So it's good stuff. Well, you know, um, today's motivational moment I'm really um, excited about because it's just one of those people in scripture, I think, that we can relate to. Mm -hmm. And there's moments I can't relate to him at all. And then there's other moments I can. Um, And this is a moment I can relate to. And we're going to talk about Moses today. And, you know, Moses is what I think what Paul was to the New Testament. Moses was to the Old Testament. He's just like this bigger than life person that takes up such a huge bandwidth of his story and his position and what he did and his importance to the children of Israel. But if we go back to the beginning of his story, Moses did not have this easy um, beginning necessarily. You know, I mean, if we really want to take it all the way back, I mean, his mom puts him in a a basket and pushes him out into the river just to try to save his life. And um, he spends 40 years of his, his, his life with Pharaoh and Mm -hmm. and in the palace and then we know there's this moment when he identifies with the children of israel and yet he also identifies with the palace and with pharaoh and being actually a son a grandson of pharaoh and so you get this moment where he kills an egyptian yeah and the next thing we know he's far away from egypt because he's running for his life Yeah. And he's keeping sheep now. Yeah. It's, and, yeah. It's such I just an amazing can't imagine. I think, yeah. His, I, I think his identity crisis is so interesting because he was like, from like, who is he really? Is he an Israelite? Is he an Egyptian? And he's, mm-hmm. and he struggled. And obviously that struggle came to, came to, came to a head when, you know, in his reaction upon, you know, killing, killing that Egyptian. And then now where is he going to go? And, and it's almost like he's starting from, from scratch but i think that's where it, god got him right where he wanted him yeah and you know for, for me when i read this story i have to i think you said this on the last podcast that it's easy for us sometimes because we know the end of the story mm-hmm. so because we know the end of the story it's easy for us to say with great relief and little tension yeah in our hearts oh it's going to be okay because i know yeah. the end of the story but we have to remember as moses is living this he doesn't know the end of the story. Right. And there's this massive amount of tension, just like there is right now in most of our lives. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody listening right now has a, something in your life that's bringing great tension for you right now. And because, and, and that tension point so much is connected to, I don't know how this is going to end. Right. And I don't know why don't, I'm in this. Yeah. Why am I here? And how is it going to end? What's it going to look like? Yeah. And please tell me it's not going to look like this forever. Right. Right. You know, uh, and I, I remember being in places like that, feeling like, oh, my word, you know, and then you look back with regret. OK, I mean, let's just think about words here. You've got guilt. You've got shame. You've got regret. Here he is. He's now a shepherd, which is, you know, if you've done any study in scripture at all, you know, a shepherd is not a glamorous job. Right. This is this is the this is the job that nobody wanted. and the lowest of the low did, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got, he's a shepherd now and he's in the wilderness. I mean, he's in no, nowheresville. And right. just a few weeks earlier, he's living. I mean, come on, he's living in Pharaoh's palace. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's, I guarantee he's got servants. You know, it's like, okay, I mean, Allie, you, you know, you like those British shows where everybody's got a maid and a servant and, and, and everybody's it, yeah. been waited on, right? You like all that. I do. I like it when, you know, if I want something, I just have to ring a bell and, uh, yeah. and somebody will he'll show up or ring a bell or my, I'll go up to my, to my room tonight and there's a, already a fire and a bath is already, and somebody's, uh, you know, putting my, my, my robe on or, or, or whatever. Right. I like It's I like Downton that. Abbey, right? It's right. Downton Abbey. Right. And bringing me tea anytime I want to call for tea. Okay. Yes, of course. Right. So this is Moses. I, I can mm, imagine that Moses' life. life looks a lot like this as he lives as the grandson of Pharaoh yeah. and he's being cared for in this opulent palace and he's got anything and everything he could dream of or want. He's got a right. huge wardrobe. He's got all this stuff. And the next thing you know, he's out here with a bunch of sheep in the middle of mm-hmm. nowhere in a wilderness making his own fire and surviving and living with shame guilt Mm -hmm. and regret right you know if i could have you know if i and and if i could have done it differently here's how i would have done it and he probably and i think a lot of times some of us try to replay it in our minds oh if i could go back and i would change this and this or i would do this or i would i would just close my eyes to the problem and still live in the lap of luxury or whatever maybe so no right you know and and you know and God is, I, I'm so glad that God is, is so patient mm-hmm. with our, you know, obviously Moses sinned. He killed a man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, and it's murder. All right. That, mm-hmm. you know, um, so obviously he sinned gravely before the Lord, but it's almost like, you know, I, I'm sure he felt like a man without a country. I don't mm-hmm. belong in Egypt anymore because I'm not necessarily there. And yet I'm sure God would reject me now as well because I've killed this person. So therefore I'm just, out here and I'll spend the rest of my life. And these aren't even my own sheep. They're my father-in-law's sheep. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to really yeah. see the knife in there. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, you know, and I don't know if, if, if anybody listening to this is relating or not, but I can promise you that mm. I know my story enough to know that I've been there and I know a little bit of Allie's story to know that mm. there's times mm. she's been there too, where we're both just like, you know, Oh my word. You know, how did we get here? And, right. and, and are we stuck here? And, and what's so crazy is we get to Exodus chapter three mm-hmm. and we've got Moses in the middle of this thing. And, and we, we, God comes to him yeah. and, yeah. and it's such a cool moment. God comes to him with a burning bush. Okay. So now this, this bush catches a fire in the middle of the, you know, and so obviously if you're, if you've been out in the wilderness and you see something on fire, uh, you're going to want to check on it because you don't want the whole entire area going down in smoke and in flames. So, right. you know, he's drawn to see what this bush is because it's not, it's not, the Bible says he realized that it wasn't burning up. It, it's not going away. The but the flame is just continuing yeah. and there's right. nothing disappearing. And so he goes over to check it out. And when he does to try to figure out what's going on, the Bible says that God speaks to him out of this bush. And he says, he calls him by name, Moses, Moses. And Moses is like, here I am, Lord, you know. And, he's, and he tells him, take your shoes off because the place you stand is holy. And the reason it would be holy is because God was there. Right. And last week, we just talked about God's presence in, in our lives when, when, mm-hmm. uh, if, at, these, at this moment of, of the ascension. And so um, in last week's podcast, we talked about the importance of God's presence and recognizing that uh, things done in our power is not. So I think that's a, a wonderful place to start that God just tells him right away, hey, you're here and so am I. 
Yeah. You know, and, and he, and he's like, he's like, look, I'm, I'm the God of your fathers. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the God of yeah. Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And the Bible says that Moses falls on his face afraid, mm-hmm. you know, obviously mm-hmm. all of us would probably be afraid at the literal yeah. presence of God in a burning right. bush. But also I think, you know, I can only imagine that some of his fears come from, Oh no. Yeah. I'm, there's a reckoning coming here. He found you know, me. I'm in trouble. Yeah. Now. Okay. Why is he here? And what's mm-hmm. happening now? You know, um, and I love verse seven. In fact, God has used verse seven in my life to help mm-hmm. dare for more transition into global ministry. It's the key yeah. verse God used, mm-hmm. but he says, look, I've seen the affliction that's going on in Egypt. Okay. I know how my people are being treated. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've heard their cry. And so I love this. He was like, so I've come down to do something about it. Right. And then what's so crazy is he says, I've come down. And then he says, I'm going to send you. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I think this is that that's the shocking point of it. It's just like, okay. Um, because in, in, in our mind, Moses, he probably would have been better, a better, maybe advocate for the Israelites had he stayed in the palace you know because if God had prepared like appeared to him in the palace and say hey you're at this high position you're in a position of privilege and power and education yeah that you're the best guy to use but instead he takes him through this hole and so he's like the lowest of the low as a shepherd for somebody else's sheep and he's like hey now you're where I want you and I'm going to use you yeah and and this wilderness training is not wasted training yeah. because we understand that who better than Moses to, Moses to know Egypt yeah okay there out of all the israelites that existed Moses would be the the most well versed authority on the pharaoh the palace mm-hmm. and Egypt yeah but then you also say who better to know the wilderness than Moses after yeah. he has spent all of these years wandering through this wilderness mm-hmm. he knows every watering hole he knows right. every cave he knows every place and so god is getting ready to say moses you're the perfect person mm-hmm. to lead israel out of egypt mm-hmm. and into this wilderness yeah. and um you've got the qualifications but moses doesn't feel qualified no Mm-mm. he doesn't yeah, feel he feels qualified absolutely at all disqualified yeah he feels like the least you know the least qualified but again every time we see a story in the bible that's who God uses. And if you remember David, he's the youngest, yeah. he's the smallest, he's the, you know, yeah. and here we are again with, with uh, Moses, not even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, you've got both parties that he needs to work with. Probably neither yeah. one will accept him. And yet yeah. God says, okay, <laughs> you're the guy for the job, you know? Right. And we know, you know, it's always been a joke in, in when you hear this story that Moses starts stuttering, but of course he does, you yeah. know, it's like, okay, Lord, uh, seriously, uh, you can think about all the fears that, wait a minute, if I go back, will I be arrested? If I go back, will I be, you know, will I be killed on the spot? Mm -hmm. Um, If I go back, in fact, Moses will say this to the Lord. If I go back, why will the children of Israel listen to me? Why, how will they accept me at all? And then the Lord says, okay, let me, let me help you understand (laughs) why both parties are going to accept you. And he, he takes him through this little test, which I think had to be unnerving. And that is the first, put your hand inside your, your cloak. And he does Mm -hmm. that. And he pulls it back out. The Bible says he's got leprosy all over it, Mm -hmm. which was a death sentence. 
And then he says, put your hand back in and take it back out. And he comes back out and it's, it's, it's clean. There's no leprosy. Everything is fine. He tells him to throw his staff down. And the Bible says it turns into a snake, a viper. uh, And I'm assuming it would be poison, a very poisonous poisonous snake. And then the hardest part to me of the story is pick it up. Yeah. Um, Pick it up because there's these moments. um, There's this, to me, maybe that may be the greatest faith moment. Because I think with the hand going into the cloak, he had no idea what was going to happen. He pulls it back right, out. And he's like, yeah. oh, my word. And when God tells him to stick it back in, he's like, oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I yeah. got to get this thing in and back out. It's, right. But this whole stick snake thing, um, it's like, seriously, you want me to pick this snake up, you know, and it's poisonous and it's a viper. And and you want me to trust you in in this moment. Um, and, you know, I can't imagine the, 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 the things that are going through Moses' mind in this moment. But I know this. God is using all of these things to say, Moses, I'm not done with you. Mm-hmm. I know what you did. I know where you're at. I know everything that's gone on, but there's a job to do. And the job that I brought you on this planet for is still right. the job I have for you to do. So let's go do it. Yeah. And you, you were made for, for this moment. And again, I think, you know, not to repeat our, our podcast from last week, but we're talking about God's presence and his power. And he had to make that promise first to Moses and then say, okay, this is your job is to go and and get my people out of Israel, but you've got my presence with you and you've got my power with you. And that's what he was telling him. Yeah. And you know, and there, I'm going to add a third P Mm, uh, this week. And that is you've got my promises Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he, he promised Moses um, in verse 17, he said that he would bring him out. Yeah. Um, in verse 18, they are going to listen to you. Um, and so as we walk through this, this chapter over and over again, God promises Moses that, Mm -hmm. that they're, it's going to happen. It's not, it's not maybe so it's not good. It's Mm -hmm. possibility. God says, I will do this. I am going to do this now. I'm going to send you to do it, but I'm going to do it. And I think that, um, you know, Moses is still struggling, like, but Lord, what if they don't listen and so forth? Mm-hmm. And, but there's this moment, I love it when he reaches down and he picks up the snake. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think even, even in all of God, seeing the miracles of God and seeing these, these, that God does these great things, Moses is still verse 10. He's still struggling. Yeah. Lord, I've never been eloquent. I've never been able, I don't know if I could do this. Um, and God, and I love this. And this is kind yeah. of the thing I want to point out was verse 11. God yeah. just simply says, Moses, who has made man's mouth? Yeah. Um, who makes, who makes a man mute or deaf or seeing or blind? And he said, is it not I, the Lord? And, and um, can I not use, this is a hard, when you think about this verse, this is a hard verse to digest. But I think what God is saying to Moses is, look, I can take anybody mm-hmm. and I can use their situation yeah. for my glory. Right. The blind, the deaf, the mute. I can use, there is no limitation. Mm-hmm. Our limitations as we see them are only as we see them. Right. These are not limitations as God sees them. God doesn't see limitations. He sees what he can do and will do with our lives. And so he gives us his presence. We know from last week, he gives us his power. We see that again, but now he's given us his promises. Promise, and he yeah. says, 
here's the deal. I got this. Um, and so, you know, we know the rest of the story. Yeah. Uh, he goes. Yeah. And it's a journey. Yeah. And it's just, it's, and, and it's back and forth. And I think there's so many times where the, um, and it's not, it's not a one and done. I think we've seen so many times, there's so many times in scripture when it's, oh, you know, yeah, the Lord stepped in, this happened, and then this happened, it's all of that. But like you said, it is a journey and his presence continually and his power and his promises continually with, you know, with Moses, when Pharaoh hardens his heart, when he comes back, when it's back and forth, yes. when even the Israelites are like, okay, Moses, we're done with you. We yes. want to go back, you know, and, um, but that's, and it's all a journey. And I think in our own lives, um, we need to recognize those moments when we, when, when we have had to depend on the promise that, you know, God promised that was going to be you now for his glory. God promised that, that he was going to do it, you know? And, um, and I think that's so important. Like you said, it is a journey. Yeah. And, you know, God uses our, God uses us despite mm-hmm. our failures, right. despite our faults, despite our inadequacies, despite what we would say our hand, I'm going to use this word handicaps mm-hmm. because we all have these things that we think handicap us, whether it's a right. physical limitation or whether it's a mental limitation or whether it's just a, you know, um, financial limitation right. or whatever it is, we all have these handicaps in our life where we feel like we're limited because of these things, but there is a limitation with God. Mm-mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think he's proving that little by little with, with Moses. Yeah. And so for us, you know, it's maybe you sit here today and, and you, you feel kind of like Moses, you know, it's like, Lord, I would, but. <laughs> oh, I'd like to, but too bad. But, you know, maybe I've got somebody else in mind for you. Yeah. Or, you know, Lord, I know I've been praying for you to do this and now you're coming to do it, but I don't think I'm the person you want to use because right. of, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are all opportunities for us to step in really to the miracle and to understand that God is beyond and above our limitations. And yeah. our, those are not challenges to God. Mm-hmm. Our, our failures and faults are not challenges to God. He yeah. forgives, he empowers, he uses, he guides. And, you know, even though the journey is sometimes, you know, obviously you just said it, Pharaoh didn't just cave on the first conversation and be like, okay, right no sure. problem. And the story ends, you know, it takes 10 plagues. It takes a lot of ups and downs and trials and, and testings. And yet God just says, you know, Lord Moses, I, I'm going to use you. And he continued to use him, not just on this day and in this month mm-hmm. and in this year, but he continues to use him to lead God, Israel, to write the 10 commandments, mm-hmm. to, um, to actually, uh, write down the the structure for the tabernacle mm-hmm. and all yeah. of the ordinances that would go into that to right. appoint the priestly line and, right. and i mean yeah. you you think about what moses did in his lifetime yes. for the yeah. lord mm-hmm. and you would never have said now wait a minute we're talking about a guy who committed murder and stutters right exactly right. exactly and even in even preparing israel for leadership future down the road i mean all of this stuff at the same time there's so much going on in moses's life and the whole time half the israelites hated him you know at different times or there you know and and there were times i'm sure that he was in his in his tent like just or there were times when he's like okay lord you know you kill him i'm tired of him uh, you know and just think of like i'm yeah. done hands off i've tried you know, the people oh, that yeah. you're making me leave, you know, 
And then there are times when, when, when the (laughs) anger of God is so kindled against Israel that, that it's almost like Moses has to step in front of him and say, hang on a minute. These are your people. We are, you know, uh, don't, don't let them down kind of thing. And and it's an interesting thing. You're right. Moses, I don't, I don't think we, we have seen, or we haven't maybe taken stock of everything. And then the organization of the 12 tribes and the division of land and, and leading all of the things that he did. And, and it was really just within a few years because the first, whatever, the first so many years of his life was in privilege and then in hiding. And, um, and here he comes out, you know, the leader of the Israelites. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, if, if this has motivated you, Moses' story has motivated you, I think one of the greatest things to do is maybe to check out, I don't know if you know this or not, but Moses wrote a few Psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, and Psalm 91 is one of my favorite Psalms. Mm-hmm. And it, it is actually one that was written by Moses. And so if you reflect, um, some scholars think he wrote this towards the end of his life. But if you go back, it doesn't matter really when he wrote it. If you go back and you look at what he wrote, he says, man, he who, it starts off, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high, he will abide in the shadow of the almighty. Mm. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings, you can seek refuge. Mm. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. And, and this Psalm is going to go on and on. Verse 14 says, because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him and he will call upon me and I will answer him. This is just this gorgeous Psalm that Moses mm-hmm. writes. And, you know, there's a point in Moses's life. And, and whenever he wrote this, you get it. Moses yeah. got it. Yeah. Yeah. God, and he's, God yeah, is he's- faithful. Exactly. He, he has abided in that presence and in that power and in those promises. And he's saying, yeah. hey, I'm, so it does sound like it's toward the end of his life when he's like, I've been there. I know, you know, and maybe Moses is telling all of us who are going to go back to read the Psalms later because, you know, all scripture yeah. is given, um, you know, is sure. inspired. And so we're reading it today. And Moses is like, if anybody understands what it's like to be in the shadow of the Almighty or to dwell or to wait for him to be a fortress in his presence, I, I understand. And, and again, yeah. I, I want to say this over and over again. The, the, the power of the word of God, of his spoken word, because, you know, God spoke directly to, to Moses is not diminished thousands of years later when we're Amen. reading it. His power is not lessened. His word is not less now than it was when he was, you know, throwing, filling the Egypt frogs. You know, it's, yeah. it's still that same power. And that's those, those, that promises. And so that's what, that's what Moses is, is telling us in Psalm 91. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. So, you know, as you think about, this motivating moment with Moses, this burning bush and this moment when Moses has now got this decision to make, are you going to sit here in this wilderness for the next, for the rest of your life and wander around with these sheep? Or are you going to go in the power and the presence and with the promises of God to go deliver the people, which is what you wanted to do 40 years ago when you were slaying an Egyptian and what your heart has been burning inside of you to do is because I've quote, I've created you for. And I, and I think so many of you, maybe you're listening today and, and you've been like where I've been before when you feel like you've blown it and you're not really sure how you're going to go forward. And, and, uh, you know, can God still use me and will he still use me? And, and, um, you know, how do I get beyond? And, and those are all just lies of the devil. Yeah. Truly. Um, you know, those are all just lies of Satan. When, when Satan comes to us and says, well, yeah, but you remember that time that you, and you thought about, and you were this and you were that. And, and mm-hmm. God says, you know what? I can use you 
Um, I, I, despite all the struggles that maybe you had in life, maybe the, the, despite where you're at right now, if you will turn your heart to me and you will believe in me and you will trust me, I'll take you there. And, uh, so, you know, I I hope today for some of you listening, uh, maybe you're struggling in that moment where you feel like shame, guilt, regret has just captured your life. And you feel like you don't have a future. And I want you to understand that you do have a future. And there's going to be these moments in your life, God's going to come and say, okay, are you ready to step into that future that God has for you? And I hope that, you know, despite your handicaps and the things that you feel like are limitations on you, that you'll, you'll trust in the faithfulness of God, just like Moses did. And this motivates us just to get up and get going every day. Let's do this because God can do great things. And he's, and he's promised that he will. And uh, so, yeah, I encourage everybody to go back and read Psalm 91. I, I definitely think I'm going to do that. Um, in my quiet time a little bit later on and just sit and contemplate, think about the life of Moses and then think about his promises, um, Christ's promises yeah. to us. In his, in his yeah, that's good stuff. Well, listen, man, it's been fun to be with you guys today as we just kind of talk about these moments that motivate us and these reminders that we can go back to and say, okay, I got to get up off my can and I got to get going here. The devil wants me to sit here on the sideline and I'm done with that. So we hope that whatever today you're at, maybe this is a motivator for you uh, to go back, read the story of Moses, go to Psalm 91, put the pieces together and just ask God to help you to, to walk past that shame, the guilt, the regret, wherever you're at. And uh, to get over those things and let God do the great things in your life. So, man, it's it's been fun and and it's always it's always fun to do this, Allie. I like doing this. We with enjoy you. it. Yeah, and I walk I walk away from the podcast and I'm like, oh, that was good. Let me let me get in the word and and study that a little bit more. So I know I we prepare for it and then we get yeah. done and we're like, oh, there's more. <laughs> That was Which good. is so good. Yeah. <laughs> We're All right. Well, listen, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. We hope you'll continue to share it maybe with your friends, let people know about it. Rooted Deep Podcast. Uh, our goal, again, is to help you get grounded and keep growing. So have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.